take a walk, ride, stroll, or just listen as you take hold and engage because you are now entering the Cerebral Podcast. Wordplay of the day. How can one ship provide room for other ships? Answer. By using leadership, one person can make room for relationships by building friendships. That can help build the crew around the first and other mates to navigate the seas and also see what dorm storms happen. Thought of the day comes from former First Lady of the United States, Michelle Obama. She was First Lady from 2009 to 2017. Her husband, Barack Obama, was the 44th President of the United States. Michelle Obama said, Do not be afraid to ask for help. Nobody gets through college on their own. Hello, friends, and welcome back to The Cerebral Podcast. For new listeners, The Cerebral Podcast is me talking about my crutches as disability devices and literary devices. I also offer up personal advice to help parents, kids, and anyone else who wants to learn about my interpretation of disability engagement. I was born with cerebral palsy. It is a movement disorder that moderately impacted my balance and coordination. I grew up in competitive schools where I was mainstreamed in the 1970s and 1980s. I was the only kid with a long-term physical disability in school. I was sometimes forced or coerced into difficult situations because of my limited options and understandings. As a result, I often used my cerebral against the palsy like an oxymoron. In other words, I used my brain to work through many of my physical, environmental, and even existential challenges. Reasonable accommodation and the ADA didn't become law until 1990 or broadly accessible to me until I was at Marist College in New York in 1991. Reasonable accommodation is an adjustment made to accommodate or make fair the same system for an individual based on a proven need. As a result, I often used enriched environment examples to increase my own social-emotional learning. I want to pass on some of my knowledge and experience to help the next generation of parents and kids. This is episode 69. Thank you for joining me today. Preface. For the month of August, I have been talking about college transition issues and reasonable accommodation. 
Today I am talking about the zone of proximal development. It refers to the difference between what a student needs to learn from a more highly skilled person or mentor. In this week's Rite of Passage Experiences or ROPE, I am talking about my journey and experience in training to be a resident assistant and providing resident assistance to incoming freshmen during my sophomore and junior years. In this week's Rite of Passage Experiences or ROPE, I will be talking about my journey and experience in training to be a resident assistant and providing resident assistance to incoming freshmen during my sophomore and junior years. Be sure to listen for one or two things that you can take away from this episode. Now, let's both take hold and engage. According to simplypsychology.org, the zone of proximal development refers to the difference between what a learner can do without help and what he, she, or they can achieve with guidance and encouragement from a skilled partner. The zone of proximal development term refers to to those skills that a learner is close to mastering. Another way of explaining the zone of proximal development is that skills that are too difficult for someone to master on his or her own can be done with the guidance and encouragement from a more knowledgeable person. The zone of proximal development was developed by Soviet psychologist Lev Vygotsky and published in 1978. Lev Vygotsky believed that when a student is in the zone of proximal development for a particular task, providing appropriate assistance would give the student enough of a boost to achieve the task. Often used in teaching, teachers are encouraged to focus on three important components which aid the learning process. Number one, the presence of a more knowledgeable or other person that has the advanced skill level beyond that of the learning student. Number two, social interactions that allow the skillful tutor to model the skills. The scope and the interactions allows the learner to observe and practice the skills. And number three, scaffolding or supported activities provided by the skillful tutor and the environment allows the student to learn the desired skills. The student is led through a zone of proximal development by a more knowledgeable other person. The MKO has more experience or a better understanding of the situation or the skill. They may have a higher ability with respect to a particular task, process, or concept. The MKO can be an older student with more experience. The scaffolding allows the learning student to gain knowledge and experience through social interaction that previously would have been beyond the initial student's learning capacity. In this week's Rite of Past Experiences or ROPE, 
I am talking about my journey from being a freshman resident in the residence hall at Marist College in New York. In the second semester of my freshman year, I applied to become a resident assistant. For me, it was difficult to engage in social interactions. Social interactions were difficult because I had to often explain my disability. In addition, I also worried about different environmental conditions. I had to take into account the number of people in order to fit in and not stand out. I worried about not slipping and falling, but also I didn't want to trip someone else or cause a pileup with a bunch of people. I wanted to help myself get better at social interactions. I noticed people with more social charisma who complimented classmates on what they said or how they dressed. I also noticed how people volunteered to help solve simple or complicated problems. I observed how working together to collaborate on solutions or help someone understand complicated problems I realized that it came down to participation and making contributions to situations and people. By training to be a resident assistant, it put me in a position to help people first and not be distracted by significant social anxiety I had. Put simply, I could help people with their homesick issues or other situational issues by stepping out of my own comfort zone. I also learned from other residents' life staff not to sweat the small things. In addition, I learned that my crutches and my disability were different parts of me. The movie Terminator 2 Judgment Day with Arnold Schwarzenegger came out in 1991. The movie involved a cybernetic organism who swore to protect. Because the movie and my last name being Targos, I gained the new nickname Targonator. When freshman students forgot their keys or were locked out by some roommate compromise gone awry, I would quote the obvious, I'll be back. Or sometimes I would say the more sarcastic, come with me if you want to live. When the task ended, I sometimes uttered, no problemo. I gained many tools and techniques through training to be a resident assistant. Many of the housing and other personal issues had to do with settling or mediating disputes and making compromises for difficult or unfamiliar situations. I took advantage of the reasonable accommodation technique of just asking questions and finding better or more serviceable solutions. One of the things I learned in training was how to diffuse situations through logic or just by dialing down some emotions. One of the basic mistakes I made in training was after responding to a noise complaint. I turned down a student's radio. 
one of the things that was explained to me was not to touch another person's property. It escalated the situation into a property dispute. The better tactic would have been to use the person in the situation and to find the owner of the loud radio. Showing respect helped to de-escalate the situation. Another useful tactic became identifying the problem with firmness rather than authority. In training, our roles were identified to be more like forest rangers versus police officers. Control the environment by dampening the hot situation. We did not want to add to a fiery or emotional dispute. Many disputes were acts of rebellion or reactions to relationship problems or breakups back home. Providing empathy and understanding and compassion was a simpler solution. This was because many of the freshman students did not know how to cope with failure or the lack of responsibility or they didn't know how to steer through unchartered waters. Many students needed help with self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, and relationship skills. Once they identified the underlying issues and understood how to better cope, things became easier. The first reaction is often a reaction until someone finds a better tool or way to handle a leadership situation. Making it through a difficult dorm storm, friendship or relationship takes patience with yourself and others as different ships pass through life or through different zones of proximal development. Were there one or two things that you learned in this episode that you can lean into? Thank you for allowing me to be a voice inside your head. Please share this podcast with someone you know. Were there one or two specific things that you learned or liked? Would you mind joining and sharing it on the Cerebral Podcast Facebook group? You can listen to the show on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify or wherever you find your podcasts. Thank you to the listeners who support the show on the Cerebral Podcast Facebook group. I invite you to join the group. You can also email the show at thecerebralpodcast at gmail.com or send questions, comments, or ideas for the show. And remember... It takes effort to be vulnerable, be accountable, and be respectful in the way you treat others and yourself. You can be the biggest variable in your life when you take ownership. Now, take hold, engage in your world. You are now leaving the Cerebral Podcast. I never give up.